Welcome back to another episode of the Mac Rumor Show. I am Dan. We have Hartley. Hartley, it's been a few weeks. We actually didn't record last week. Um, I know you've been doing some things, and so I feel like I haven't talked to you in a while. How have you been, man? You've been good? Yeah, I've been good. It's been very interesting to see some of the feedback on the episode that we did put up about Dream Apple devices. So everyone's got a different idea of what they want, and so there's some great comments. I actually have not looked at it. <laughs> I need to do that. I was worried that everybody was just going to yell at us about having white shirts again because we yeah, did well, all of those episodes at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that uh, never gets old. <laughs> and you're wearing a white shirt right now. So that's I great. I know. I know. I know. Just a nice. I should have worn mine. Yeah. That would have been fun. We should just always wear white. Yeah, just always wear white shirts. Okay, so today's main discussion is going to be the iPhone 15 and kind of going over some rumors that we have not touched on in a little bit because there have been some new developments. But Hartley, you are not aware of this. I'm surprising you. This is not on our plan. But I okay. do. I do want to start off the show by discussing threads from instagram versus twitter and also i need to call you out why are you not on threads yet man you're like the only one i think you and mitchell maybe so yes i am not on threads it hasn't got me yet um and i'll tell what? you why because i i am i think that the thing with all of these sort of any social media network is and especially something like twitter it, it is supposed to be a public square and you have to have everyone for it to be the public square. That's why Mastodon hasn't taken off because it doesn't have everyone there. So if Threads does become the place, then I'll be there. But let me tell you, it needs to prove itself. Let me tell you, most people are there. It is but unlike. Are, are they it's there unlike Mastodon not going back to Twitter? Well, that's the thing. We we we. It's still early, so everybody's really hyped on it. And uh, I honestly. I am a, I, I don't even like that I use Twitter so much, but like, and I don't know, maybe we just, maybe I should, maybe I just get rid of Twitter and not use anything. But like for what we do, it is important to have something in some place where we can reach out to people and, and get, you know, get a conversation going and it really does help. So it's part of my job. So I need to be on something like that. Uh, Macedon and Blue Sky. I just got a Blue Sky invitation literally the same day that Threads got released. Ask me how many times I've opened up Blue Sky since the initial Once? time. Once. No, since the initial time, zero times. Ask me how many times I've used Thread. I'll just save you. It's a lot. Yeah, I've well, used it a lot. I've I've threaded. I don't know what we call it. I I, I keep saying tweeted or like I I've I've used the app. I've been posting things constantly. I've been reposting, going through. It is not as good as like like for scrolling your timeline and that's just because of the way it's set up right now where instagram did this thing where they just decided we're going to show you who you're following but like at a 20 percent rate and we're just going to add in a bunch of other people we think you might want to see at the rest of the 80 percent of your timeline um but eventually that's just because i don't think they were anticipating so many people to be like mm -hmm. on it and moving and posting things so they probably just assumed, oh, well, you're going to port over your Instagram followers. You're going to follow them if you hit the follow, you know, automatic follow button. Uh, and so they might not be posting. So your timeline's going to look terrible. And we don't want that. Well, I think they can probably start to tame that, you know, like pull it back a little bit and start to show you more of your timeline because people are posting. People are using it. It feels very early Twitter, very early like Facebook kind of thing where everybody's still cool and there's, I, I mean, I personally haven't seen a lot of negativity. That's the thing. I'm opening up Twitter. I see negative posts, people complaining about things. People, you open up threads and people are having fun. It's just like, we're not seeing a bunch of political memes all the time. I mean, the, the memes are there and it's becoming already like, ah, can we, maybe we could just like be better about what we're posting. But I mean, it, it, it's honestly, it's honestly kind of refreshing to be in a place that's like not terrible in terms of in terms of what people are posting right and it's not a political thing yeah and it's not a like that when i made the video yesterday talking about like threats people are like oh he's he must be a lefty guy who doesn't like freedom of speech and it's just like no but the people like you that are very vocal and constant on the platform are the things that i am annoyed at i don't want to see all of that i don't want it to be a constant doom scroll and seeing constant negativity and horrible posts and like yes twitter is good for like a lot of things and i still like it and i i, I hope that i'll still use it 
Um, I, I'm sure I will, but I, you know, the point of this is like I haven't really opened it up as much since Threads because I've just been enjoying being on there. But it's still missing a lot of things that you know Twitter has that I like, and if they gain those features, like I want to be able to to have lists and and be able to log into multiple accounts because I can't manage the Macrimers account and mine at the same time. So that's kind of a bummer. Uh, you know, there's there's some things. And people are like, oh, you just want it to be like Twitter and then be on Twitter. I want it to be like Twitter, but pull all of the negative stuff out of it. But without the mismanagement. Basically. Yeah, well, and that's and, and that's the other thing. Like, oh, they just assume you hate Twitter for political reasons. And that's not it. Uh, even though I'm very sick of all of that talk that's on there uh, from either sides. The main thing is we have a guy who comes in here fires half the company, thinks he can run it better, and people are like, oh, well, look at all the new features we're getting. All of the new features are half-baked at best. They require for you to pay for them, and they're not useful, and they don't make it better. And if, unless you are a paying customer, your experience is getting worse. And now with the whole rate limits of how many tweets you can see, what is the point of this platform? Like, unless you're paying the 8 to $10, people are like, oh, if you want something, you got to pay for it. I get that, but the platform is free. And they're already profiting off of your data. And there are yeah, ads. You're creating the content for it. Yeah. You don't forget people who are just for some reason going to bat for a billionaire. You are the people that he needs to for this platform to make any money at all. And so if you don't want to be there and if you don't want to pay, then don't. And I promise you either the company will fold or those changes will go back to normal and things will go back to being better for everyone, not just for those who think that they're on, you know, some crazy high ground where they, oh, I can pay for it. And it just, it doesn't make any sense why people defend companies like that. I just needed to rant for a minute. I'm sure I'll get comments about it. We can be civil. We can be civil. But threads. Well, not on Twitter, I, apparently. Well, yeah, I mean... I don't know. I, I personally have been enjoying Threads. I think you need to. Uh, I think you need to hop on it. I mean, it ports over your your handle from Instagram, so like you don't really need to like sign up or anything. Yeah, well, that um, must be the main reason why it's accelerated so much because it's made well, it's made the process so easy. Right, and th and that's the reason why it's 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 a nice change of pace than Mastodon and Blue Sky and all of these other because, like. There, there is a, there's, there's two sides of it. Dopamine rush from posting something and getting instant, instant like followers, likes. That stuff's not as important to me, but it's not like if I posted something on Mastodon, I guarantee you there's like three people that are going to see it and it's going into the ether and it goes away. This is getting high engagement, high traffic. Like it's wild. Uh, and because of that, it makes it interesting to be on a platform that already has people that you are already following by one click and they're already following you. So, I mean, it, it's it's unlike any other app. And so that's why I say you should at least give it a shot. Is it going to last? I don't know. I have no idea. I hope so. Uh, but, you know. Now, there are a couple of things that I wanted to get your, your take on. Do you think this could replace Twitter? And if so, or do you think it can? And if you don't, then what do you think it needs to be able to to replace Twitter? I think it's the same answer to both of those questions, really, which is just, it just needs the critical mass of people. It needs to have more people actively using threads than using Twitter. Um, yeah. Because once that needle moves in that direction, that's it. That, that's all it requires. Um, in a way, it doesn't matter about the features. It doesn't even matter about, I mean, we clearly you don't need a well-run company. Um, look at Twitter. It doesn't matter. It, it, none of it matters. All that matters is where the people are. And also, the terrible really, thing is that well, we're going from Elon to Mark Zuckerberg, which yeah, I mean, you know, I, I know, I, I, I know, thinking, I am aware. <laughs> it's it's really not a, a whole lot better, but it Elon has has proven that he does not understand so many of the things that made Twitter special. I feel like with Zuckerberg, and you can say what you want, and I, you know, I the whole data privacy thing, like. Yes, obviously, I would like my stuff to be private and my information, but I, I think that's already too far gone for me to the point where uh, those who want my information to sell, to advertise, they already have that. It has been done. So it's beyond my my control at this point. Do I want them listening in on my devices and stuff? No, but we're just going to push that to the side for a second because if you already got an Instagram account, then it's already been done. If you've already got a Facebook account, it's already been done. So just... 
we're moving that off to the side because it doesn't matter now if you sign up for Threads. That data is no different than what's being collected on those other two apps. Now, with Zuckerberg, my point is I feel like he does a good job of letting others that he puts in charge do what he wants them to do. And I could be totally wrong. I have no evidence on this. But it, it's just he's not vocally like, like, oh, I'm doing this and we're going to, you he's know. Not a, he's not a quite the same sort of egomaniac. Yeah, I mean, he might be, but he's not public about it. And you know what? That's all I ask of my billionaires that are running companies. Like, maybe just don't be publicly douchey about things. Let the people that you hire do their thing. Like, there's a guy who runs Instagram who's running threads, and he's posting all of the updates, and he's, you know, letting his engineers and everybody do the work and let letting them get the recognition. It's just not something we've seen since Elon's taken over. Like, I, I don't know. And... I'm coming from somebody who appreciated his stuff back in the day. I still drive a Tesla. The car is great. Company, on the other hand, meh. We'll see. Anyways, with that said, so you, you, you think that it needs the users. And personally, I think that's going to happen sooner than later at this rate because they've already crossed like 10 million users that signed up for it in like the first day. And they're on track to potentially hit like 100 million by the end of next week if this rate continues. And I think Twitter has 300 million active users. So, I mean, by the end of August, they should be at it if it keeps going at this rate. It's a question of if the average user, if, if you, say, cross that, cross that threshold of choosing to post on threads and not post on Twitter. Yeah. Because threads is the place. That's how it needs to be. That's the point it needs to get to. I have not posted on... Well, I have not... I have posted on Twitter since, but it's been to have people come follow me on threads. Right. I have not posted anything really of note since it. I have barely opened the app. Like, it's it's working for me, but if everybody stops doing what, like, we're doing right now and goes back to Twitter, then that's really just going to be the ultimate downfall. So we'll see. Um, what do you think of the lawsuit <laughs> that's happening now? Yeah, I mean that's that's a whole other dimension to it, isn't it? Um, yeah, I don't think that's going to go anywhere. Um, I mean, I mean, I'm not I, I I'm not an intellectual property uh, guru, but one does wonder if you fire all of your employees and then those employees go and work for a rival company, you can't be surprised if they just continue effectively the same work. It's not exactly trade secrets; they've not taken data with them. Well, uh, I I think I read something that said that. Instagram had zero former Twitter employees working on threads, which I don't know how, but uh, well, if we take them at their be. word, then that that's, I mean, there's nothing you can do about, you can't, you can't sue them because their app's doing better than yours. Then you're going to have to sue Mastodon and Blue Sky. I mean, literally the guy who sold Twitter to Elon just created his own other Twitter. So, I mean, if he's not getting sued, then I'm sorry. But I think uh, Zuckerberg is just pulling another Snapchat for this, you know, and just going to do what he wants. I don't know. Maybe the solution is that we all just not use this stuff anymore. <laughs> but... That would that would also be good, I think. I, I'd be fine with that too. I mean, I either well, one. We've all just got to agree. That's the thing. Yeah, it's exactly. The same thing. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we'll move on to. Uh, but I, you know, I'm curious if everybody, you know, how everybody feels about it because this is like kind of the talk, and the fact that Threads was really trending by a lot on Twitter is also hilarious to me. So it is, you know, it is kind of the the talk of the town right now. Uh, but also, so is iPhone 15. And let's start with the regular iPhone because I made a video on the iPhone 15 Pro rumors and a lot of people were like, what about the regular iPhone 15? Why do people always have bias towards the Pro? Well, it's because it's getting the most interesting features. The iPhone 15 is basically going to be a 14 Pro, right? I mean, minus the extra camera. You're getting Dynamic Island. Yes. Well, it's, it's effectively, it is, a, it's, the better way to describe it is that it's iPhone 14 plus um, the A16 and plus the um, a Dynamic Island. Okay. So you'll get that and a couple of extra little features, probably some improved camera specifications and some of these features, which we'll talk about, like support for um, third-party 15-watt uh, wireless chargers and 
that sort of thing, just little specification upgrades. I mean, that isn't actually an upgrade if you're using MagSafe, but it is if you're using a third-party charger. You wouldn't be able to do that with an iPhone 14. Well, let's talk about it now. Why don't, why don't you explain that to everybody since we're, we're on it? So as it stands, uh, MagSafe supports 15-watt right. wireless charging. Um, but if you use a third-party accessory, that's limited to uh, 7.5 watts. Uh, that's a restriction that Apple has imposed. But Qi 2 is the new charging standard that is coming out on a whole load of devices, um, including Android devices. And MagSafe is the basis of this technology. Apple has put it forward to be the basis of the new standard. And the iPhone 15 lineup, the whole lineup, will be the first iPhone lineup to support Qi 2. And as it supports Qi 2, it will support 15 watt charging with any charger, not just MagSafe. So that is a nice little perk if you buy a standard iPhone 15. Of course, you'll still get it with the Pros, but not something you have with the iPhone 14 lineup. Do you think anything's going to change for um, when we plug it in for charging now that it's going to be USB-C? Uh, and possibly Thunderbolt for the um, Pro models? Well, the change is less consequential for the uh, the standard models because you're still limited, apparently, to USB 2 speeds, which is the same as Lightning, um, which is also the same as the uh, entry-level iPad, uh, which also has USB-C now. It is limited to USB 2. That's how it's pretty for certain that Apple will do that with the iPhone 15 because that's what they're doing with the iPad with USB-C. It's USB-C. I just wanted it's just... The shape just, of the charger. I just wanted you to be the one who had to say the bad news to everybody. <laughs> yeah. That you're just yeah, going to be limited. Thunderbolt speeds on the Pro models. This is why the Pro models are the emphasis. Um, you what just are Thunderbolt speeds for charging? Like in terms uh, of wattage? Well, no, they're, they're not, I don't think they're different for charging. It's just right. data. Um, yeah. So it's, I mean, I think it's, I think that Thunderbolt 4 is 50 times faster than USB 2. Right. So that's an enormous difference when it comes to doing the sort of things that you would do on that sort of device, like um, maybe you're transferring ProRes files. You're yeah. not going to be able to do that on the standard uh, iPhone, really. Those sorts of people are going to have the Pro model. So you don't need Thunderbolt speeds on a standard iPhone. Well, I, don't even plug my I don't even plug my phone in. I mean, I will for when I need to transfer stuff, I guess because of videos it's it will be faster and i will do that over airdrop but uh i mean for charging though i mean it shouldn't even matter because the biggest emphasis is wireless charging for me i mean i exclusively wireless charge do you pretty much um i mean if i don't upgrade to the iphone 15 that will be one of the reasons why because USB-C just doesn't really matter that much to me um i'd be pleased to have it but it's so rare that i actually end up plugging my iphone in yeah. What other 15 exclusive features are we going to get? I mean, that's the reason why I don't talk about it in a video because it's just we're getting you're getting Dynamic Island now. That's not exclusive, but at least that's new to the uh to the 15 and you know, the standard that and plus um I don't think this is rumored for both uh that is rumored specifically for the standard models. Um all the emphasis has been on the pro models. But it wouldn't surprise me, of course, if there will be some other things. We think of features like um, last year we had uh, Photonic Engine. That came to the whole iPhone 14 lineup. That wasn't rumored at all. Um, we weren't aware of that in advance. So there probably are plenty of other little things. But realistically, if you are an iPhone, say you're an iPhone 13 user and you upgrade every two years, which is quite you know, a normal situation for a lot of people sure. uh, when your plan comes to an end, from the iPhone 13, that's a you know that's a good upgrade. You get you get Dynamic Island, you get USB-C, and you get the A16. You'll get significantly longer battery life, um, some new color options. You know what more does a standard iPhone user really want? Um, right. That's still a decent upgrade. It's just year on year at this point. There's not too much with the standard models. The biggest upgrades, honestly, for anyone, comes from either when you wait more than two years no matter which model you have, or if you decide to jump from a standard to a pro. I mean, that's really it. So if you are looking for something like pretty drastically different in, in the iPhone landscape, that's going to be your criteria for, am I going to get a big upgrade? Otherwise, if you're someone who's doing it every year and you're staying within your model, whether it be standard plus pro or pro max, I mean, it's, it's going to feel for the most part, relatively the same. Uh, but 
that's why we talk about the Pro models, and that's a good transition into uh, the iPhone 15 Pro because that's going to be getting you know a lot of the the newer features uh, when it comes to the iPhone 15 this year. So where do you want to start? Camera design. Uh, let's start with the periscope camera for the okay. iPhone 15 Pro Max. Yeah, so 15, or I'm sorry, five to six X. I've, I've been seeing six is kind of the number. Yeah, I think it probably will fall towards six, especially uh, considering that we're currently at three X. I think five X would be, uh, I think six X would be the more likely outcome, double the the current optical zoom. Now, why is it that Apple won't go right for, you know, matching the top? I believe 10X is what Samsung can offer. Why are they going to six? I honestly don't know. Um, maybe it just that technology doesn't provide uh, the experience that they want right now. Um, or maybe they just think that's the sweet spot. Because of course, if you do have 10X, it could be too much. Um, sure. And then you're going to have to use lots of extra computational uh, photography. And maybe they just think 6X is that sweet spot. I'm not very happy about this change um, because I actually... I like the telephoto where it is. I use the telephoto mainly. I, I almost always use it over the wide because of the focal length. I don't like the focal length of the wide. I think it's too wide. So I like the depth of field you get with the telephoto. So I'm not going to be too happy with this because my portraits and things that I like to take with the telephoto, um, now I'm going to have to stand twice as far back. And I'm already standing so far back since we moved to 3X. Yeah, I, yeah that makes sense. I don't know if there's a way to do it where they can like offer in like you know how they did the two X this year, but it's not like a real dig you know it's it's digital basically. Um, you think they can do that again and maybe make that to three, or is that I, pushing it on the forty eight megapixel well, sensor? I don't, I, it, I don't think so because that would be a lower than twelve megapixels. I think, yeah. Um, so that probably wouldn't look great, and of course it isn't actually changing the focal length. It's just zoomed in. So the thing that I like about the telephoto is the way that you can tell it's a different focal length because the images just look um, nicer to me. That depth of field and the sort of distortion you get with the wide lens is just better for me. So cropping wouldn't do it for me, unfortunately. Um, but I'm sure you know a lot of people will be very happy to have uh, double the zoom. I'm a little bit down on this feature, but it's the periscope aspect is interesting because that is moving in a new direction for this camera technology, and it does open up new possibilities for the future, uh, and maybe even at some point later down the line, eliminates the the camera bump on the back of the device. You think? You think it'll actually happen? <clears throat> uh, well, not this year, and uh, probably not next year. But the camera bumps it, just it keep getting larger. <laughs> It, but if if anything will do it, it is the it is the periscope technology um, that will enable that. Um, because you're you're stacking it in a different direction, so it should be possible. And I mean, I don't know how far we want to get into iPhone 16 rumors, but part of the reason why we are expecting larger devices for the iPhone 16 is because it needs to make in more internal space for when the periscope comes to the standard, uh, well, no, the, st the standard size, I should say, the smaller Pro model. The iPhone 16 Pro, because of course this this year's Periscope will be exclusive to the 15 to the Pro, Pro Max. Max. Yeah, and that's the other thing. It's like it's not only just the Pro. I mean, Apple was at like a one year place, right, where they had it where both models matched up, and now they're like, nope. <laughs> now you got to go big, or you got to go home. You can't you can't just buy the smaller one because you like that size. Sorry. How are yeah, you going to feel about that? I guess you can stick with uh, the pro, the pro then, right? Yeah, Get your, yeah because yeah. I, I'm not I'm not worried about that change. Yeah. So it, it lets me stick with it for just a little bit longer. I think I think next year uh, will be a, a sadder year for me because not only when I like the smaller pro phone, they're all getting bigger, and I'll have the periscope camera. So I don't think I'm going to like the iPhone 16 lineup too much. So that's why I think probably I will upgrade to an iPhone 15 and stay on that for a little bit longer. Hartley's going to find a mini at some point, 13 mini, and go backwards. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've been so tempted so many times. Me too. Every time I look at it, I'm like, this is great. I probably wouldn't use my phone as much. I just keep it in my pocket for emergencies because it's so tiny. Um, so we're expecting improvements for the optical zoom. What about um, 
you know, just overall camera improvements. Any other features? I can't remember uh, what's on the because we we keep talking about this periscope lens, and then I kind of neglect the other two sensors. I mean, I know we just made a big bump last year to the forty-eight megapixel sensor. Anything else in those areas? Uh, this is just off the top of my head, but I think that we are expecting a new sensor for the wide. It's the same. Uh, it's effectively the same Sony uh, forty-eight megapixel technology, but I think it's a newer version of it allegedly, um, that I think provides slightly better low light performance or something like that. It's, it's, a, it's a better sensor, at least. I don't know about the ultra wide. Yeah, Apple will have some uh, cool name for whatever they're going to call their better low light photos, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, it looks like that's kind of where the bulk of the camera work is going to be. And it's just going to be for the Pro Max people this year, it feels like, in terms of the upgrade. Um, let, let's go to the design. What is happening with with the volume buttons? I mean, they just it just can't make up its mind. Like we have first, it was ta- like a haptic button for the volume, and one for the uh, mute switch is now going to be a haptic button. And then it's like, oh nope, wait a minute, we're gonna have the physical buttons, but now it's just gonna be. Uh, you know, we'll still have the new mute button that could potentially be an action button, but the volume buttons are going to be all this like one, wasn't it? It was like one little like unified rocker. Yeah. And now that's not happening anymore. Now it's going back to normal. Yeah. So it looked like Apple got quite far developing these solid state buttons. Um, But for whatever reason in uh, production validation testing, it just there was some issue with manufacturing and it meant that they had to just revert to a standard mechanical button design. But the difference we will get with the buttons is this new mute button as opposed to a mute switch, which probably yeah. will also have the capacity to work as some kind of Apple Watch Ultra style action button. If it doesn't, that would be so lame. <laughs> I mean, we've been talking about it and hyping it up. And what if it's just legitimately just a mute button? I don't think it could be because... Why would they do that? What would be the point I, of changing yeah, something that's been around since the beginning? Exactly. It's, it would be functionally the same. So it has to offer something. Even if it, the, the, the worst thing they could do isn't perhaps <laughs> that it does nothing. It's just that it does something just for like re- device recovery or something that uh, you never actually use. Or like is your power button. That is one of the rumors is that it's going to be the new way to like turn off your phone, right? Or reset the phone or like restart. Right. Yeah, but I'm hoping it's not just that. I'm hoping yeah. it is a, a fully-fledged action button with shortcuts. I think it's got to be because that would be a great upgrade. I think it's a great selling point. Um, yeah. I think it's it's genuinely useful. And people love. I think Apple has learned that people love customization and customization features. Um, I mean, that's ultimately why they offered it on the Apple Watch Ultra. And maybe it's more useful on a watch where um, you don't really want to be using the screen. You do want a tactile button to just start a workout or whatever it may be, but there's still space for that on a phone, you know, to start a, for me, at least I know I would love the ability to just start a timer with it. Just every time I know exactly what I want every time. Um, just really easy an immediate shortcut to that. Um, I think a lot of people will find that really useful or go straight to the camera, use it, um, to control. I know you can control the camera shutter with that button, but maybe this could control something else. Maybe it would allow you to, uh, I don't know, refocus or change, well, uh, the, I don't know. I, I don't remember any like specific rumors to this, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's like a like it adapts to the app that you're in, right? Like, yeah. p- potentially, you know, you're in, I don't know, the the camera app, and you, you you either it becomes your record button, or if you long press, it brings up different options. Maybe I I mean, there's so many things you can do now with a button that has different, you know, button gestures that you can use for it just so many more customization options i also wouldn't be surprised if it does nothing (laughs) i'm just saying i don't think it will because you're right what what would be the point but i just i wouldn't be surprised if it had like very limited functions um but who knows i just so i know we're talking about iphone 15 but also the 16 is going to sprinkle in there so uh, it was kind of like under the impression that, okay, the haptic stuff didn't happen for this phone, but it's going to happen for the 16. And now that's potentially not happening again either. Yeah. So that's now the the rumor that's coming out. I mean, who knows? Apple's still right. got plenty of time to iterate on this technology. But if it wasn't available for the iPhone 15 lineup, if Apple wasn't able to get it to that stage, 
Maybe that's caused enough skepticism that they just think it's just not worth it. Remember, what they had to do to achieve this apparently was have three separate Taptic engines inside the device. That is a lot. That takes up a lot of internal space. And the Taptic engines are very expensive because they use rare earth elements. So you're using um, three where you were using one and you're losing space for a battery and you've got all of these issues with they've got to be capacitive in some way. You don't want them to activate when they're in people's pockets, but also you do need them to work through gloves. And then what about device recovery? There's so many uh, potential problems that they may think we're just overthinking this here. Just a standard mechanical button is fine. And we will use that internal space more wisely. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I was getting really excited for this because it was just something different. Not that it, yeah, it something new. you know, yeah, not that it improves the quality of like using my phone over time. I'm sure it'll just become just a secondary thing because it is, after all, just buttons. But like it would have been cool to have something new. And maybe those volume buttons could have been something that adapts to, you know, and been customizable. I don't know. There's no reason not to. They, they all could be something that could change. I don't think Apple would do that. I think that's getting a little crazy. But, you know, maybe. Who knows? Um and now it's like, okay, well, the 16 kind of shaped up to be like the, the biggest change because a lot of the features that were supposed to be here this year are now being pushed to next year. And it's just like, that's the problem with the rumor game. You start getting excited for something and then it just gets pulled out underneath you just randomly. Well, I think this, I think that across the iPhone, I, I think the best comment I can give that would keep everyone happy is that both the iPhone 15 lineup and the iPhone 16 lineup both seem to offer, as we as, as far as we know, a fairly balanced selection of upgrades. So if you hold off for the 16, you won't be disappointed. But if you're getting yeah. the 15, you're not going to miss out on so much because you're still getting the titanium. If you get the Pro model, you're getting. If you get the Pro Max, you get the periscope camera. Um, you get the uh, first three nanometer chip as well. That will be a big deal. The A17 uh, in the uh, in the Pro models. So there's quite there are still quite significant things this year, and of course USB-C. Let's talk about the titanium and like the quote unquote design change. Um, I'm putting them in quotes because I've gotten the dummy units and those are usually pretty close in terms of how everything is. Um, except for I'm guessing because in the dummy units, all of the frames were like stainless steel-esque shiny. And I just don't foresee that being the case with titanium, obviously. We're expecting a more duller, like matte look to it, kind of like the aluminum in terms of you know the regular iPhone models. Um, But like the feel in the hand, yeah, it was a little different. But I was just you know it's because of those damn concept renders that people put out that look so good that I was expecting it to be more like that, and I was a little disappointed in that like design change. I don't think it's as drastic as some people were. Especially if you've seen that beautiful concept, like it's just not going to be like that. And that kind of bums me out. I think that the finish does have the capacity to be something special because we have got used to these sure. uh, shiny stainless steel rails and the titanium should feel quite different. It should look quite different. Yeah. And if the device can be thicker, but also lighter than the current devices, so that with potentially better battery life, but it overall is lighter and it feels lighter and it feels different with that frame. That should be a fairly substantial uh, design change in that sense. Of course, most people put their their phone in a case and it won't matter and they probably won't notice. But not yeah, this guy. You get small design. Upgrades. Not this guy. I do not use a case. Rarely. It's like weird. Every year I get a new phone. Every year I use a case for about three days, and then uh, you know it becomes. It comes off, but I think cases are becoming less popular now. Actually, well, I, I mean, Apple Care is so good. Yeah, and and also the devices are getting so resilient now. Um, yeah, you know, with with things with introduction of things like uh, ceramic shield, and even obviously with the stainless steel, the stainless steel is way tougher than uh, aluminium ever is. So yeah, there are these these improvements that do mean you probably can risk not having your you know, a case for a lot of us who, you know, just have desk jobs at least. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're like a construction worker or, you know, somebody who, I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to think of jobs that are like yeah. <laughs> construction worker. What am I for? Yeah. <laughs> if you're, uh, if you're a police officer, then uh, you probably need a case. Yeah. I mean, you probably need a case. I don't know. Whatever job that doesn't require you to uh, like stand every 
30 minutes because you might have back problems from sitting too much, uh, then you might need, you know, you might need a case just in case it slips out of your pocket. Uh, but for me, like, I mean, I have dropped this phone and I, I do have some, uh, some scratches along the edges, well, not, like not scratch, like, yeah, like scuffs, whatever you want to call it on the stainless steel there. Um, but like, ultimately, if you are someone who doesn't get like weirded out by having micro scratches and stuff on the screen, uh, the back of the phone is almost perfect. So, I mean, you really don't need a case if you have Apple Care. I would recommend like getting Apple Care on your phone because, I mean, if you break your screen, it is $20 to get it replaced. That is not a lot of money in the grand scheme of things compared to $1,300 for your new phone. Uh, and if you do end up breaking the entire phone, it's $100. And that is, you know, that's not cheap, but that, again, is like 10 times less than what your phone actually costs. So I, I just recommend getting Apple Care. And if you don't like a case and you are someone who doesn't have a bunch of risks out there for your phone becoming uh, crushed by something, you know, heavy machinery, you your construction workers out there, <laughs> then, then I think you'll be fine. You, you'll be you'll be totally fine to to go naked, as they say. Do you do you uh, you still use a case? I do, but I have decided when I get a new iPhone, I'm not anymore because I got the the orange. Do it now. Uh, do it now. Leather. Take, I don't think take it's... it off. Take take the case off. Do it now. Live. I just, Be free. I I, I, I just tell oh. you why. Though. It's, it's it's because the Apple leather cases just don't patina very nicely. Right. They don't wear that well, so they don't yeah. look great after like six months. Get a so Nomad case. It kind of makes me go off cases. Not sponsored, by the way. But the Nomad, they use like the Horween leather, and that ages pretty well. Yeah, yeah I think it does depend on the leather. Um, but the silicon cases are great. Really? I think so. I think the silicon cases are way better than the leather cases. Uh, I. It's not because of the case in terms of like... Well, it is because of the case. It's because of the, sil the silicon cases like pick up any like whatever's in your pocket lint hair like Not we have dogs me. what how I, I used a white i on my iphone 12 i used a white silicone case for two years and it you're looked an as insane, good as new you're an insane human being i, I don't I, it never picked up anything it, it just looked new when i when i sold the phone it, it was after two years it was great listen i you know we have we have dogs that shed quite a bit. If I put my phone down on the couch, I'd be trying to pick off dog hair like it like it's stuck right. to it all the time. Any any like pocket lint or fuzz or any like I stick I have this problem with sticking my phone in my uh like hoodie like what is the little like pocket where your hands go? Yeah. And like those just are they're fuzzy. Like when you wash them, they get a lot of cotton and stuff and it's just all over your phone and I couldn't take it anymore. So I always bought leather cases. Um and those those held up fine. They just like you said. They I don't know. I just take them off. It's just too bulky. Uh, every once in a while, I'll find a case that I want to try. Like those naked cases are the only ones that I would use. You ever use those like peel? Yeah, I do like those. Those are really nice, and um, they're very expensive though for what it is because they're super thin. Um, yeah. And it's like, but they were. You know when they were good though, they were better on the curvier iPhones. Yes, they, they were. were not as good. Because they emphasized that shape really nicely. Yeah. Welcome back to Case Talk Podcast, where we talk about all of your favorite cases. <laughs> um, you know, if you got a favorite case, leave us a comment or thread at us. I can't say tweet at us. Hit us up on threads because Hartley's going to join as soon as we get off. He is oh, the yeah. only one. We posted like on the Mac Rumors one, which by the way, 25,000 followers already. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Like it builds up super fast. Uh, and... Um, we 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 tweeted out all of the handles to come follow the Mac Rumors staff, or we threaded out. I'm that's I'm gonna do that a lot. Uh, we posted, we posted. That's a common phrase. Um, and we had to put a little little subtext next to yours and said, "Not yet active." Oh no! Did you really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you admit? <laughs> I think Mitchell. That. I think Mitchell, our uh, wonderful dear deals writer, and um, you know he 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 didn't activate his either. You two are the only ones. Oh well, I, I will. I will get it. I will try. I am. I am intrigued. Uh, it, it, and I think it is. I did. I thought it's worth. I actually think it's been really quite well branded. I think it's a good name. I like you think threaded threads. Yeah. Yeah. 
I like I like saying threaded. I like it. I like really? it. Really? It's, like, it's like tweeted. It it sounds normal to me. It's like it, with like Mastodon. What that? What the hell do you say for Mastodon? I what mastered do you say for, it for, for Blue Sky. Yeah, like it's oh, yeah. not. It's, yeah, that's true. I I like the branding of it. So that's uh, that's that's what I will say of what I'm aware of it so far. For everyone uh, commenting that it looks like there's a six 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 in the in the threads, will you please stop? Can please please stop, please stop posting that and tweeting it at me and threading it at me. It does not specifically at you. Yeah, well, people are I, like, <laughs> uh, why do they got to slip in the devil six 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 in there? I'm like, I see two sixes at best, but it's also an at symbol, and it's just it's that's what it is. It's an at symbol because that's what you do in social media. So please stop. Let's stop reaching for things that don't make any sense. Um, well, alternatively, send all of your social media complaints directly to Dan. Yeah, I guess so. You know, engagement, you know, that's what they say. No engagement's bad engagement, right? I don't think they say that. Um, so uh, there's another thing for the iPhone 15 going back. Sorry that we got off topic. But going back to the iPhone 15, um, we are expecting ultra-thin bezels. Do you care about that? I do think the the look of it is quite nice, but... I will care if I go without a case. That's that is the the segue there because ah. I think if you a case and it's bulky. Um, it really doesn't matter about the bezel thickness, and I think it, the only time uh, that I really appreciate just how thin the iPhone's bezels are is when I do take the case off. And with even thinner bezels, if I do go without a case, that will be a really nice. Upgrade. Oh, you were going in a positive direction. What about accidental touches in a negative light? Because you don't have that I, case I to prevent you. I don't suffer with accidental touches. Wow, yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't, I, I don't either. Totally not. No, no. <laughs> not, not me. It's only a little bit anyway. It's only like a quarter of a, a millimeter slimmer, so it shouldn't make too much. Yeah, difference. but it looks good. Look at the. It looks good, but it won't make a difference to accidental touches. I'd hope. I mean, I'm pulling it up. Hold on. For those of you, you can head over to to Mac rumors and look up the latest on obviously all of the iPhone 15 rumors, but there is the ultra thin bezel. Who made this? Some concept. Someone made it. Right? Uh, or was this like a, no, no, this was like a, oh, I remember. This is from Unbox Therapy. Yeah, he had like an yeah. ultra realistic uh, like iPhone dummy. Not the ones that I got. Ours is like what we usually get from case manufacturers. Like this is what they use for designing those things that we just basically... <laughs> disputed were relevant at this point for the last 10 minutes um that we are not going to use on the next phone harley even said by the way so if you see him with a case just rip it right off of his iphone oh no <laughs> i okay, give you permission yeah um it does look really good it it, it does look noticeable for sure we just need to yeah. get rid of the island and then it's just the dream phone well i think i think the bezels could go a tiny bit thinner i will say that I mean, yeah, it's not a reason they to can, upgrade, though. They can still go more. Um, but it, yeah, it's not a reason to upgrade. But I would be, if you came from an iPhone 12, which has oh, yeah. that's quite a bit chunkier, actually, yeah. um, I think that's a yeah, that's a worthwhile upgrade. It'd make you feel like you've got a new device, at least. True. Um, what about, okay, here's here's the, the rumor that has been has been picking up steam, and this is not a good one. What about the the 15 Pro Max being even more expensive than before? Well, we're expecting it for all of them, actually. Uh, right. The Pro models, at least, they should be more expensive because I assume that Apple knows that they've cannibalized the sales of the iPhone 14 and 14 Plus with the iPhone 14 Pro models because they're too similar in price. Um, so if they make the Pro models more expensive, they will push more people down to the 15 Plus and 15. That's not cool. Because as someone who just always buys the pro models, why punish me? Why punish me because nobody wants to buy? This is this is my point in the case of we don't need we don't need non-pro phones, honestly. Just go back to making one phone. But do you want the boring answer? Is that it's inflation? Because yeah, the iPhone prices have been <laughs> basically the same for like six years. So sometime they've got to put the price up. And I know. I was surprised they didn't last year. What is the what is the at what point do we get to where like phones are just going to be outrageously expensive? Like they already are expensive, but they can do so much and we use them so much that it's it justifies the cost, especially since people pay monthly. 
But like, I don't know. At what point is it going to be reaching like, oh man, I can't say car level payments. Like you could. Don't get so many ideas, Dan. You, you used to be able to. You used to be able to like lease. Uh, what is it like the Kia Soul for ninety nine dollars a month? Uh, that's we're not that far off right now with iPhones being like fifty dollars a month if you get like a Pro Max. You know. Well, I guess if we go down this this, we actually try and consider what will happen with that. If the prices go up this year, and um, we get I don't know, say the Pro Max, the iPhone fifteen Pro Max is something like I don't know one thousand two hundred dollars maybe something like that, 1,300, um, just a little bit more. Then next year, we get an iPhone 16 Ultra, which sits above the Pro Max, and that comes in at $1,600. And then maybe in 2027, we get a foldable iPhone, which comes in at $2,000. And gradually, we do drag up these prices. So it will happen. It will It will. It will get there one way or another. And then we we look further in the future at even more foldables and where that has the potential to go. Um, but probably by then, it'll just be AR, VR stuff anyway. So it's the foldables because that's going to be $2,000. It has it's to, got be. to be. It's, it's going got to, to be. be. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't have to be, by the way. <laughs> but... No, no, please don't. <laughs> um, um, but you it, know what? it's inevitable, I think. You know what? Let's, let's end on that because I, I got the Pixel Fold and I just want to rave about it. I think it's really good. It just makes me want Apple to do it, like now. Like I, I know foldables have gotten better, and I know actually a lot of people have been. Uh, whew, there's a video out there. I'll talk to you about it off the podcast because I don't. We just we're not in the business of calling people out, but there are some people out there who are just putting it down for reasons that are beyond me that I just can't understand. But. I think Google did a really good job with it. Yes, there are some chunky bezels in terms of like full, you know, and, and there's some weird quirks to it, but their software experience is the most similar to what we get with iPhones basically because it is like the way Google intended it to be. And so I don't know, it just makes me really excited. It's it's just a really good foldable device in my opinion, and it makes me really want Apple to do it. Um, in that particular fashion, would you use that one or would you use more of like the Samsung Flip? Uh, I do prefer the clamshell design personally. No. But that's, but that's because I prefer a smaller device. So I know. It's I like, know. That's, that's the thing. So I think there are merits to both. I, I do think there are, but I'll just be, I'll, I'll take any foldable, to be honest, any Apple foldable. I mean, you know, that's, that's, that's who we are. We'll just buy anything with, with an Apple logo on at this point, won't we? That's true. And because it's new and all that, I mean, I try to remain unbiased, but at the end of the day, I mean, we are Apple fans too. And it's not, that doesn't mean we can't criticize them for things. It's just because we care. We care. We want them to be better when they can be better because we know they can in certain areas. But anyways, no, with a foldable device, I, I am very close to, to switching. Really? Right now. Yeah. Yeah. I really like it. There are some weird, you know, the software is, uh, the, it, which that that's the only my only gripe is with software issues. The apps need to be um, adjusted. They, that not all apps work well. But I also just put a bunch of things in split screen. I just make a bunch of split screen combos that I would like, and that solves that. Or you can like rotate it the other way, and then a lot of apps I do work well. From what I've seen, at least the uh, the the form factor and the aspect ratio um, of Google's. Offering is such a nice sweet spot. Um, Samsung's ones, I've I've tried them out and they're just not very nice. It's a weird, they're very good. Weird. They're very good when you unfold it. Like if we're talking about the the fold, not the flip, it's yeah. really good. It's really good when you unfold it into like the tablet mode. Um, it's too it's narrow not- when it's folded. It's too small to be usable, which sort of defeats the point because you do want to actually use that form factor quite a bit. Yeah, I'm wondering when uh, Samsung is going to switch to this because it's been it's 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 very obvious that people do like this a lot more, and that has been um, all of the people that have you know had units and reviewed it. I've been gushing over that cover screen being so good. Um, it's because it's usable. Like it's it you can use that cover screen as your normal daily screen for ninety percent of the things, and then when you want to unfold it and get more, it's amazing. Um, now let's talk about, you like the clamshell mode. 
you've seen Samsung's flip, right? Yeah. What if Apple did a cover screen that small and useless? I I mean, iOS is just the the winner though, right? So just having that would be enough, even if it was a pretty useless cover screen. What if Apple did no cover screen? Watch OS. I don't care if it would have no cover screen, to be honest. Like that would be... I, I just it's a form factor thing for me. I would love the ability to have a seven uh, a six point seven ish uh, to seven inch size device unfolded, but something that is nice and small and square uh, to go in my pocket. So like take the pro Max and just fold it in half, right? Yeah, that's exactly what I would want. I don't want it to be any different than that. like exactly the same width and everything. Um, so there are rumors for Samsung's new uh, flip, which is on the horizon here, um, that it's going to basically be like the Motorola Razr that just came out, where it has like a full wide like screen on the front, and now it's like much more usable. Um, would you want that, or would you want it to be something small, where you wouldn't? I think that size is the thing for me so i would always prioritize a smaller device if i can no i'm talking about the cover screen oh um well the cover screen yeah i mean it, it it's it the cover screen doesn't really bother me i think okay. it only bothers me when it's like samsung's uh implementation of it uh on the on the larger devices where it is it's so like, narrow that it's, it's like super tall yeah yeah um, otherwise i don't really care because i think at that point it's it's the benefit of the form factor yeah i, I haven't looked at the rumors a lot for that device i don't think they're changing anytime soon but they should uh i believe it was oppo that had the first one that i've had in that like chunkier wider form factor before google did theirs um and that was just immediate to me that that was the way to go so apple let's step on this let's get it going we need a foldable device (laughs) and it's it's got to be a foldable iphone i think obviously we'll get a foldable anything that they make and review it and stuff but i just don't know that i would use a foldable ipad more than I would want my phone to be able to fold. And I know we've talked about but this if, many yeah, times. If the iPad's going to be our starting point, we'll take that. Um, but just sure. make sure we get that phone. Let's just do it next year. Okay? Yeah. Let's just well, now. push it. Push it. All right. Uh, that That's good. good place to stop. Um, yeah. Follow us, on, follow us on threads and Twitter, I guess, and Instagram and... All the platforms, follow us. If you, if you are listening to this podcast and you haven't hit the, what is it? It's not follow. It's, it's, uh, is it subscribe? What is the button for podcasts? It depends which app you're using. I don't remember. Anyways, whatever the button is, follow us there. And, uh, you know, hit us up on the YouTube comments if you've got any comments or concerns or questions. And we'll catch everybody in the next episode.